Jesus' first words from the cross recorded in the gospel narratives on Good Friday. Our Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Nailed to the cross, he is first, thinking about those who betrayed, mocked, tortured, and were killing him. And his last word is tetelestai, one word. We translate it, it is finished. It is finished because in that moment, everyone sins who would accept that. Everyone's sins were forgiven them. So as he prays at the beginning, Father, forgive them, the work at the end when he dies is that those sins are indeed forgiven. By six o'clock on that Friday evening, he knew that he had accomplished that for which he came, that for which he left his father's side in heaven, that which he took off glory, that for which he humbled himself to become human and dwell amongst his own creation. In the words of my New Testament studies professor Woody Anderson on the cross, He took into himself all the hatred of the cosmos, the holy hatred of God towards sin that defiles his good creation, and the unholy hatred of rebellious humanity toward God and our fellows. All of it is born in his body and exhausted in his flesh and extinguished in the corpse of the one who pled with his last breath for our forgiveness. For the why of the cross was to bring us out of exile of sin and death. And forgiveness of sins was what was required for fallen creation and fallen humanity to be restored. It was the only way for our redemption. And all of the forces of evil were ranged against him to destroy him. And through the power of forgiveness and love and not retaliation, they were conquered. They thought on the cross they were killing the Son of God and would conquer. But the forces of darkness and evil were actually overcome. Because the power of Jesus was not a power of retaliation, but a power of self-sacrifice and forgiving, gracious love. And evil was conquered. Up until that point, Jesus had talked about the ruler of this world. But at that point, he is enthroned. As the true king, that work was indeed finished on Good Friday. The proof that it had actually been accomplished came about this morning, Easter morning, as the women went to the tomb and found it empty and found there the angel who said, do not be afraid. 
I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. For he has been raised as he said he would be. In the words of N.T. Wright, a revolution began on Good Friday and the first visible sign that it was indeed underway was the empty tomb and a raised from the dead Jesus in a completely new physicality. He had not been resuscitated. He had a resurrection body, but it was a new physical body that could be touched, that could eat but it was a different physicality. It was a resurrection body. His being the first fruits of the resurrection, the promise is that we will all receive resurrected bodies, the same physical bodies, but different, that are no longer at the power, at the mercy of sin and suffering and death, and we will receive those when the king returns but even now the revolution has begun for evil sin and death have been dethroned the satan and the ruler of the world has been taken off of that place as ruler and jesus has been enthroned the words above the cross that were a mockery, are in fact true. This is Jesus, King of the Jews, King, in fact, of the whole world. The Word, as John calls him, the Word, the Son of God, who spoke creation into being, had brought new creation into being. On this, the eighth day and the first day, of new creation. He it was who spoke creation into being at the beginning of the world and rested on the seventh day. And this becomes the first day of a new creation. And it could only take place when sins were forgiven through the loving and so costly sacrifice of the God-man, Jesus That's both cosmic evil and personal sin. Both were conquered so that new creation could be ushered in and that witness to the fact that that has happened is an empty tomb and a risen Jesus. In the New Testament, sin means that we miss the mark. It's not just moral and ethical failure. It means that we don't reach that for which we were created. The arrow shot has fallen far short of where it should be because our vocation was to be image bearers of the one true God. We were made in his image to be stewards of creation, to bear his goodness, his character, his love, everything about the good God we were supposed to be images of into the creation and to gather up both our praises and the praises of all of creation to God and we missed the mark. Adam and Eve missed the mark. And we also have missed the mark. 
again, Woody Anderson, every evil thought, with every selfish choice, with every lying word, with every thoughtless word, with every indulgence secured by a willful ignorance of those in want around us, with our every word of gossip, with every self-exalting boast, we fall short of the mark. We sin. It's become part of our DNA. Do you know that monarch butterflies are known for their annual migration? In October, they move southward from Canada to Mexico, and then they make the reverse trip in the spring. One of the marvels of this migration is that the lifespan of a butterfly is so short that a single individual butterfly cannot complete the whole journey. There will be four successive generations of butterflies between leaving and returning year in and year out. And as the butterflies travel southward, they fly over Lake Superior. And for no apparent reason, they cross the lake in one non-stop flight, heading not north to south, but south to east and then south again. It's an extraordinarily odd path to choose, given their size and the ardors of their journey. They really don't have to cross the lake at all, and they certainly don't need to take their eastward jag over the open water. The best explanation that scientists have come up with for their behavior is that the same mechanism that imprinted the yearly journey's path in the instinctive behavior of generations of monarch butterflies has also imprinted the memory that long before the last ice age, there was an enormous mountain where Lake Superior is now. The butterflies are wheeling around the base of the mountain that no longer exists. They are trapped in a behavior that does them no good. We also are trapped in behaviors that do us no good. In fact, they created exile and death for us, and we are completely unable to overcome these death-causing behaviors ourselves. Only one could do that. The sinless man, God, Jesus Christ. And on that day, on that Friday, nearly 2,000 years ago, he did just that. If the why of the cross, the reason for the cross was the need for forgiveness of sin so that evil and death would be overcome. The what, the what for of the cross is not just our eternal life. It is that because with the forgiveness of sin, death is overcome. And we are assured that we live forever 
and that at the end of the age we will receive resurrected bodies. But we are redeemed in the moment so that we can now fulfill our vocation, our purpose as a royal priesthood, as people who mediate God's good character into the world and reflect back to God the worship and praises of all of creation, ourselves included, That's the what for, for us. That's the so that. That's why we have been redeemed. That yes, we are resurrection people because we live in a new humanity, a new life, a new creation. But it's not just so that when we die, we go to heaven. It's so that in the here and now, we reclaim that original vocation, not because we can do it in ourselves, but because God comes and dwells in each and every one of us. So how do we fulfill our purpose as new creation image bearers, as those who have been commissioned to spread light into darkness, God's rule into those places still held captive by the dark forces of the enemy. We do it by following the example of our Lord and King, by taking up our cross, by freely forgiving others as we have so freely been forgiven. Now there are parts of the world right now who can only worship like we do, under cover of darkness or in great fear and trembling. Remember the Coptic Christians who were murdered on Palm Sunday. So many places in the world are even now being martyred for their faith. That we who can worship here in safety and security have no idea And they will forgive those who do that to them. Now, we might not have those kind of tormentors and mockers as those people or Jesus as he hung on the cross and forgave them. It may be that our greatest tormentors are people who just plain annoy us or who we find untrustworthy or thoughtless. But when we hang on to offenses, real or imagined, we give our own power, resurrection power, we give it back to the dark forces and we feed them so that they expand with more darkness. So we're complicit in the spread of darkness if we do not do what the Lord did for us and what he asks us to do as new creation people, as a new humanity. To spread love and love and forgiveness go together. We are through the work of his Holy Spirit who he has sent into us to break the long entrenched habits of sin And he calls us instead to be a holy people, loving as he does, self-sacrificially. The forgiveness of sins, you see, breaks the grip of the powers 
And the followers of Jesus must make that point again and again and work to bring it to reality. We saw it in the survivors of the massacre in the church in Charleston and of their family. It wasn't that they did it with gritted teeth. They were able, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to forgive the one who murdered. And then years before that, if you remember the children, the Amish children who were murdered in their schoolroom, and the community and their family turned and forgave the perpetrator is nothing we can do in our own strength. But they were able to do it. And nobody in the media understood. How can these Christians do that? It's because their Savior did that. It's because that's the new life of the gospel. It's because that is what new creation is founded on. It's because that is what our new life in Christ is founded on. It's because sin had to be dealt with and the only way to destroy that, to take all of its power from it, is to offer forgiveness. And only the God-man, Jesus, who was without sin, could do that. And so, we are to be that people. All of that happened. Forgiveness happens because the victory of the cross is real. And nothing, nothing in all creation can stop this all-powerful love. May we be the people of that love. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.